go through the difficulty of being honestly present and humble, mm-hmm. humbly present to another person. Like uh, like Peter. <laughs> I'm kidding, because he's not here. <laughs> I don't think that That's so me. not Peter. <laughs> Making light of whatever Whoa. somebody else has said, oh, uh, but completely yeah. devoid of any of any wit or creativity. And the I whole know sketch the is the guy, about. like, destroying this person, you know. And then at the end of it, he, like, <laughs> he just, like, runs away. He turns, you got rounded. Do you remember that one, Rob? She, you remember she's that one, Winston's, Rob? Winston's girlfriend, and they, like, keep pranking everyone. Oh, okay. You remember that? Yeah. yeah, she is the worst. Colleen says she's the worst. Colleen is not wrong. Anyways. Again, once again, if you'd like to be oh, part yeah. of future live streams, bonus content, and support the show, and make sure that we're able to have, you know, some green label on the table in front of us next time. Please join the Men's Show Patreon community over at themenshow.com. Right, I have that right? It's called The League of Ordinary Gentlemen, and ladies are invited too. Uh, and you can access that via the Awaken app. Yeah, and I still wouldn't hate it if someone drove a bottle of whiskey here. Hey, there's still time. There is one still time. We got one more topic. And it's a heavy topic. Oh, it's really? a very sad topic. I've got, got your, get your no, tissues. No, 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 you're good, you're good. No, I, I was being ironic. No, no, no. Do you want me to text Laura? Yeah. I, did, I did. No, no, no. no you want me I don't to? want you to text yeah, I'm, my I'm, wife. Gonna, I'm gonna let her know. There's, there's a few men I don't trust with my life. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's every Cuban. No, <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Pete. Are you heading out? I, I am. What's, what's the final topic? Let me just say one thing about it, and then I can go. Okay. Oh my gosh. You want to introduce like, it? Get the final word. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to get the first word, first and last. I'm here for you, it? people. Rob, are you gonna introduce it? Or? It's on humor. We're talking about humor. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, laughing. There you go. You got it. You Should it. we be giggling like a bunch of girls? That's the nice subject. Girls, word. that's not okay to say in this. I'm not introducing these First topics. of all, what's Joy? wrong what with the way the, girls giggle? What's the difference between... All right, you okay. got it. Joy, fun, jokes, and flippancy. Should men be more or less humorous? Should we be more or less humorous, viewer, than we are... What is humor? Where does it fit in the life of a Christian? What are types of humor, etc.? Those four things. I'll just just give the preface here that uh, joy, fun, uh, jokes, and flippancy are four categories that uh, Uncle Screwtape in the Screwtape Letters uh, discusses when talking to a lower level demon about how to tempt this dude. And he's talking about well, some of these these form humor is not necessarily helpful or or, or hindering to the demons in their uh, quest to tempt us and lead us to hell. Um, but so in certain contexts, humor has is, is helped them. So he talks about joy, fun, um, jokes, and flippancy. So which one do you want to start on? Or do you have any thoughts before I jump into it? Pete, you want to get the first and last word? Uh, this is a good topic. I really wish I could stick around for it. Oh, because okay. I think I'll, I'll let Laura know. <laughs> um, I don't think Rob takes life seriously enough. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm throwing shade. I'm going to shots fired. Hundred percent agree with Pete. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I accept it. Wow. Well then, you you heard it first here, folks. Let's just end the show. That's yes. It. <laughs> That's, right. That's really, I think, one thing to explore in the conversation. So that's, um, yeah, is that. The, the humor versus the joy part. What do we laugh at? Mm. Like one of the things I can't stand about our society is we, um, uh, like people when, like when Michael Jackson, like the abusing of kids, like making jokes about that, mm. like that just, oh, that really grates at me when we laugh at someone other's pain or we, we take, 
I don't know. So yeah. I think it's the search of joy in the midst of the seriousness of, of life. Well, but, anyway. I know you got to go, so do what you got to do. But I want I want to leap off that point Please. a little bit. I mean, so starting at the end there, I think the flippancy, uh, that, that last one in the list, uh, is precisely um, the, this, this, this growing habit of making light out of serious or sacred things. Um, and it is the one that Screwtape, you know, again, the, the senior level demon is talking about in Screwtape Letters as being the, the most fruitful for them in terms of tempting people. Because um, we, I think there's, there's two things going on here. Number one, we often turn to flippant humor out of fear, fear of, kind of like our last episode, fear of the awkward silence, fear of being vulnerable, fear of like having to take seriously difficult aspects of life. So there's a fear there that we kind of avoid. And then we play right into a desire, which is a desire to to make a, a cheap laugh, to to get attention, to to you know to get. Um, I mean, we know that we we've been in that place before. We've perhaps known people. I know I've certainly known people who have made such a habit of that. It's almost like they can never be just normal and serious again. That's I'm borderline. I'm not. I'm not looking at you, but it's you know. I don't agree. I don't, I don't think that's you. I think it's something I actually struggle with. I. It's pretty obvious. Well, you also clearly can turn it off and on, though. Yeah. So yeah, but I turn it on often. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there is a, a really important go. additional quality yes. for the Christian, which is to have a the jour de vivre, the the, the a joy of life. A All joy I know is I'm life. smoking now because Pete's gone. <laughs> oh my gosh! You moving over here? Um, he didn't give you anything to put your smoke in. Actually, no. Rob, could you stay in that chair just to keep the shot balanced oh, a little no. bit? I'm going to sit in the middle here. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. sorry. Keep talking what you were talking. No, just that I think that what Rob was just describing. Um, you need to sit there? Dude, just sit down. I'm listening to Colleen. in the chair. Sorry. Just hold on. Go on. I think that we should be joyful mm-hmm. and people can be overly stoic in some misplaced sense that it's holier. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, well, again, so certainly, like, part of the reason we're talking about this topic is because it's not obviously as simple as humor is good or humor is bad. No, humor is is on the one, the one quote I wrote down, I love the Chesterton quips that why, why can angels fly? Because they take themselves so lightly. You know, there's a connection between humor and humility and taking taking life, taking your own tragedy and misfortune, take things lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's precisely not because out of pride, but out of humility. God's in control here. You know, I can, I can chuckle this off a little bit because, um, you know, the, the tragedy isn't the deepest thing in life. God's providence, God's love is the deepest thing in life. So there is a place for humor. There's certainly, so again, going down that list, joy is something we specifically receive from God. That's a gift of grace. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have these moments of joy. They're from God. Fun, we or I'm sorry, uh, what was the other one? Fun, yeah, fun, flippancy, fun, yeah, fun. Um, so there's there's the humor, like w- when people are together and there's sort of that joke, joking, that playfulness you have with your kids. There's sort of this natural bubbling up of just the, the playfulness. Obviously, that there's a that is not much help to the devil in tempting us, you know. Um, but in the realm of of jokes and of flippancy, then there's this there's sort of this neutrality where it could go either way. Like mm-hmm. the question is, why am I telling jokes? And again, I, as I've described before, I think we've all known people for whom constantly telling jokes or constantly being flippant is actually a coping mechanism for not ever having to be serious, not ever having to be vulnerable, not ever having to go through the difficulty of being honestly 
present and humble, mm-hmm. humbly present to another person. Like uh, like Peter. <laughs> I'm kidding because he's not here. <laughs> I don't think that that's so Peter. not Peter. <laughs> yeah. No, but I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really struggle. Is this okay having too much? No, it's going to sound. Is weird. it going to sound Take weird? Take one of them off. Too, too much. Yeah. I would like. It's going. They're going to be out of phase and all weird. Oh, that would have been fun. Um. I really struggle with the difference of taking myself lightly and just being flippant. And I know I am often flippant. I don't really know. Yeah. I'm going to grab myself a drink and move your microphone. Keep going. In the middle of the topic? Oh, yeah. Move my microphone. This is the. Again, the key is how do we discern this, right? How do we find the proper level of humor? And I think it's really connected to the virtues. 3.7. Always. 3.7. In that it, it always comes down to like what's going on in our hearts um, in regards to the humor, right? I want to jump to flippancy because, again, I think almost working backwards is, is helpful here. Um, so screw tape. Remember, this is the senior level demon advising the lower level demon to tempt this dude. And they're talking about the use of humor. And he's talking about this kind of humor that he calls flippancy. So he writes, but flippancy is the best of all. In the first place, it is very economical. Only a clever human can make a real joke about virtue or indeed about anything else. Any of them can be trained to talk as if virtue were funny. And there's more to read there, but I want to stop there for a moment. That, that It makes the point here that flippancy doesn't actually require any, any wit, right? Any real creativity. Like any, anybody. I mean, I think there was, a, there was a funny Key and Peele sketch about this. Like the person who always just like, every time somebody says something, they're, they're just like, Oh, oh, really? You know, like making light of whatever somebody else has said, oh, uh, but completely yeah. devoid of any of any wit or creativity. And the I whole sketch the is the guy about. like destroying this person, you know. And then at the end of it, he like <laughs> he just like runs away. He turns out he's like a yeah. But the point is, is that like so even without there being any wit or creativity, we can make this habit of irreverence, this habit of just sort of making light of, you know, you walk into a church and you're just kind of you know joking about the fact of where you are, and again. I think we all see this in ourselves at times. It's sort of a coping mechanism to deal with awkwardness or difficulty or the tougher things in life. But also, I think we've all known examples of people for whom this has become so habitual that it's almost hard for them to ever, like, pull out of. Yeah, I I agree entirely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) No, I I think that we, we develop a lot of different defense mechanisms um, for me, I, I'm not, flippancy is not like my go-to, like my go-to is, is like a detachment. Like I, I remove myself from like the emotional response that I would otherwise have to something. Um, and that started really young for me. Um, mm-hmm. I actually ran into a, a teacher recently at a restaurant that I'd had in elementary school and she like remembered everything about my siblings and I and our parents divorce and stuff. And she was like, it really affected your siblings. It didn't really seem to affect you. And I was just like, woman, it just looked like it mm-hmm. because I learned very early to not let myself feel yeah. like period. And so she was like, well, that's okay. As long as you don't do that to your wife, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, it, you know, it, it was an interesting direction that she took that, but like very real in a very real way. I, I have to like be super intentional in the fight to like let myself feel things. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be in situations where it's like I have to like 
deliberately like this is a thing you you should feel mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so not directly relevant so, to the topic but well something interesting here so again i think we can certainly see how humor in the sense of flippancy can be used as a as a way to kind of avoid the difficulties of life and just yeah. kind of keep yourself from feeling them the, i think there's a, there's a there's an opposite I'm, I'm trying to remember there was an anecdote I think it was in Jordan Peterson's 12 rules book but he was talking about how like in our relationship for instance as, as brothers like if you were doing something doing something really hard a really difficult thing because of our closeness I could in an intent not in a reactive way just like acting out of out of nervousness or anxiety I could in a more intentional way, way make a joke to make light of the situation because I know that I could cheer you up in it and it would seem maybe seem to a third party like, whoa, whoa, it's too soon to be joking around here. Mm-hmm. But in the context of our relationship, I could do it in an intentional way because I know it would. I know how it would land, yeah. and I know it could bring a smile to your face. Mm-hmm. So again, I think there's there's an intentionality or a reactivity mm-hmm. as part of the equation here for how humor is used. Those are my favorite. <laughs> Those are your favorite jokes. <laughs> I do love those. Yeah, and I, there is a, and like the absolute worst situation. Like a joke that seems like the absolute worst joke you should pro- possibly make. It's got to be the right relationship, right? You got yeah, to know does. it. You got to know it. Yeah. Can't do it to anybody. I feel really bad, Rob, because this cigar I just grabbed, even though it's super old, it's actually great. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. That's mm, all right. Offer it up. Also, I think so, you left a like encasing on it. What are you talking about? Like, it looks like there's a layer of something on it that this, isn't yeah, meant it to slides. stay there. It slides. Okay. It's not doing you, nothing. You, all right. Do you want me to take it off? Live your life. Feel better? No, no, do your thing. It really doesn't do anything. So anyways, flippancy. So the intentionality and non-intentionality is, is part of it. That's true, too, with the joke proper. He talks through that kind of humor, or obviously, like, when people are telling jokes. And, again, what's interesting about Lewis is really good at this, analyzing this, the spiritual psychology. Like, what's going on when people tell jokes? Some t- some people, he gives the example, uh, tell jokes um, in an intentional way um, and, and in a very innocent way. They it's fun to to notice the humor in life, to point out some of the incongruities, uh, and to and to sort of joy with other people in those. Some people use humor, on the other hand, as sort of an excuse to be body mm. or dirty, like to to talk about stuff in an irreverent way. They use, and it's funny because he's using the example of of kind of British culture and how um, it's almost used. Uh, I'll I'll read the thing here. The the first oh no, let's see. Let's see. Mere cowardice is shameful, but cowardice boasted of with humorous exaggerations and grotesque gestures can be passed off as funny. Cruelty is shameful unless the cruel men can represent it as a practical joke. A thousand body or even blasphemous jokes do not help towards a man's damnation so much as his discovery that almost anything he wants to do can be done not only without disapproval, but with the admiration of his fellows, if only it can get itself treated as a joke. Okay, translate. (laughs) So I had a friend when I was a kid who'd always do like really cruel and jerky things to me and be like, dude, it was just a joke. And I was like, no, dude, you're just being a jerk. There's a difference. Yeah. And that's that's the point he's making that some people use humor just to justify any and all. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, yesterday or today or something, Alina and I were watching New Girl and it was the episode with Rhonda. <laughs> you got Rhonda. Do you remember that one, Rob? She, you remember she's that one, Winston's Rob? Winston's girlfriend, and they like keep pranking everyone. Oh, okay, you remember that? 
Yeah. yeah, she is the worst. Colleen says she's the worst. Colleen is not wrong. Anyways, it was Rhonda is like literally the archetype of what you're describing. Mm-hmm. And she like pulls all these pranks and they're all like they go way too far. And it's very, very clearly like this thing that she literally cannot help herself but to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally the opposite of virtue, right? Like it's like a, a, a habitual vice it's vicious, um, where we get into this habit of doing something a certain way. And we literally like, I don't know, we, it, it's like a compulsive thing. Yeah. And we can't not do it. Yeah. And I, I would put one thing to point out here is that, so both virtue and vice have, we, we would say that they both have an, an habitual aspect to them. Mm-hmm. But virtue is not merely a habit. That's, that's a really important distinction to make here. Vice really does take on a, a kind of a compulsive aspect to it. And you, and you see that in your example. But the, the habit that's involved in virtue is, is very different. It always involves, it involves habit in the sense of your whole being, you know, your passion, your will, all your, all your stuff, all your bits are kind of oriented towards the good thing. So it's easier to do, but it involves a greater freedom and creativity. You're not mm-hmm. locked into it. You're actually able to be more spontaneous, more creative with how you do the good because virtue brings freedom, whereas vice brings monotony and compulsion. And so, again, that's important here that as you, if you practice virtue, you know, in, in terms of using humor, for instance, um, the, the vicious habit with regards to humor does kind of bring these compulsive sort of behaviors, right. whereas virtue allows you to remain free. So really freedom versus compulsion. Yeah, totally, that's really important. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I love that. What are you doing, Rob? Um, I'm trying to look at the chat. We, we have one... We got viewers. a hashtag Colleen Cam. I agree. We're not doing this again without a camera on Colleen. Can we go back and look at the old comments? There were a lot yeah. of comments. Yeah, yeah. 43 comments. How um, does that work? Okay, so in our own lives, like how do we apply this? So Rob, you were talking earlier about how you feel like this is you. I I think I can kind of see why you would say that, but I, you know, John Mark and I both felt that you're, that it's not you, but what are your thoughts? I can see it. It's gotten better since I met you, which was a long time ago. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. I just like, I'm just uh, very flippant about things mm-hmm. sometimes. Quite often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good that you know that about yourself. Yeah. I certainly see it in myself as well. You know? Um, and again, I think at sometimes. Like, for instance, my wife and I tend to be very flippant. Um, like when we're bantering around, you know, making dinner together or afterwards. And a lot of that's just really positive. Like we're doing it intentionally. We can turn it off. Like, you know, we can be serious, have a serious conversation. We can go pray. And that flippancy is completely behind. And so I think that's one of the marks of, of whether it's whether it's integrated in the life of virtue is whether obviously you can't be flippant about things that are truly sacred in a, in a blasphemous way, obviously. But you can be sort of, you know, jocular about events and your conversations, but I think the mark of being able to turn it off in situations where it's really appropriate to turn it off is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that sometimes that I, I think even in my relationships, even with, in my marriage, that it can be an excuse to not have, to put off conversations that we should be having. Like we could just joke around all evening rather than, you know, what, we should really like talk about that long list of like, aspects of family household management that we've been not really getting around to doing. So there's mm-hmm. that aspect of it. Well, I, mean, I don't think it's on the level of a compulsion for me, but 
it still can sometimes not be the best choice of uh, how to make use of that time together. Okay. So. Cool. Do we joke too much here on the men's show? No. No? No, this is also entertainment, so we have to. Sometimes I think we do. You think so? Sometimes, like, especially when Pete's talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole... I think, I think, it's, I think sometimes we, we jump in too often. I certainly do. Yeah. I want to I make light because it's fun, but it's sometimes too much. So. Yeah, the practical example. Yeah, I could see that. So another aspect of this, too, getting into the, the other end of the spectrum, joy and the, and the fun aspect, is that, like, the, the, the highest humor here, this joy... Um, is it's interesting this is sort of analogous to prayer right like in prayer we go in and we say things you know um we we praise god we thank god we, we do things but the highest form of prayer is what we're what that's leading to which is where then god gives something to us you know contemplation versus our meditation so like we we, we do it but what we're moving towards practicing the presence of god because we really want to be there for when god is giving us a sense of his presence you know um and so i think so too with, with humor like we want to make sure that um, we're we're leaving ourselves open. We're, we're cultivating a life where, yeah, you, you take things lightly. You 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 be humorous in a, in an appropriate way, in a virtuous way. But ultimately, what, we, what we're yearning for, what we want, is joy. We want that kind of fulfillment, that grace from God. We don't want to make our own. So if we think of like humor and, and entertainment. We don't want to ultimately make and try to satisfy ourselves with our own hilariousness. I mean, we're pretty hilarious, but we don't want to try to fill that void with our own wit, our own jocularity. We want to Ooh, pursue jocularity. God. That's a word. Yeah, I think jocularity. The, the issue of being self-satisfied there is it's a big part of it. Yeah. Like if you're, yeah. Can you define jocularity? It's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> is it even a real word? <laughs> yeah, to be jocular means to like. What the hell is jocular? To j- like joke around, jock, jock, joke, jock, jocular. J o c k is not the same word as j o k e. I think they probably have a common etymology, but I could be wrong. It, Joe? Me- it means the quality of being joking, being humorous. Okay, jo- jocular. jocular, jocular. All right, let us know in the comments. Do you believe John Mark about jocular? Because <laughs> I don't. I'm not allowed to look it up. <laughs> Like that's probably all I have Fond to say about character, humor. So. Characterized by joking, humorous or playful. All right. According he, to, uh, does it matter? The Webster. internet. That's what the internet said. <laughs> Internet's always so. right. All right. Well, you heard it first here, folks. I think. <laughs> Any final words before we wrap? Shoot, we got to wrap this up. Known. We got to wrap this up. Let's call it. All right. Let's call it. Hey, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Men's Show. We hope you enjoyed this live stream. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know how this is going to get cut in the cutting room, but hey, as we Quite mentioned a, a few times before, you should join our patron community over at the League of Ordinary Gentlemen and Ladies are invited to at themenshow.com where you'll be able to access the live stream, the, re- the replay of the live stream, all the stuff that doesn't get n- that doesn't make it into the final nice tightly packaged episodes that go out on YouTube. You'll be to get the rest of that here. So oh, Colleen's oh, changing right. the camera angles in real time. There he is. There he is. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you next time. In a neat little town they called Belfast. Apprentice to trade, I was bound. Nick, you this with me. I'm trying. <laughs> and many an hour of sweet happiness I spent in that neat little town. Till bad misfortune came over me. That caused me to stray from the land. 
far away from me friends and relations to follow the black velvet band. Her eyes, they shone like diamonds. You'd think she was queen of the land. And her hair hung over her shoulders, tied up with a black velvet band. To our wonderful patrons, here is to you. To your health. Cheers. Blessings of the patrons. You don't yes. have anything. I know. I need to fix that. We I'm, only I'm about have to fix that. The the problem here. Yes. We're drinking water. It's all we could afford. Listen, because of our patron level. <laughs> <laughs> for as little as a hundred dollars a month. Oh my this, gosh! You could class. get us green label, <laughs> prime shelf alcohol. So. Check out uh, themenshow.com and please join our patron community. The League of Ordinary Gentlemen and yeah, Ladies are invited to. 